You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. the when? thing is that like we saw him before any of this persona started yeah when i think he that that's really like, interesting because yeah. who he is now is very different from the donald glover that well he was still childish gambino he was we still saw childish, childish gambino, gambino but even childish gambino was very different there's some similar thematic stuff but the even the persona of childish gambino was a different persona back then than it is now yeah because it changed around i think his second actual album his second like studio album because what we saw um i wish i could remember what year that was but um man was i at info mine yet i don't think so it was a long time ago it was a long time ago um what we saw was that was yet. his when it was just his mixtapes, right? And nobody knew, and like you remember, like your sister came, yeah, and she, and she had, had no idea, idea that there would be rap, yeah, and yeah. was I think kind of put off by it. She right? was well because it's he's off putting if you don't know his songs, right? Yeah. yeah, because and the thing like when I say that that there's some thematic stuff that's similar, a lot of this is America is an indictment of modern rap, right. and a lot of what he was doing early on in the mixtapes was. They were, like, send-ups, but they were also indictments as well. Like, he uses a lot of, like, really vulgar language and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was probably around 2011 or... It was a long... Because I'm trying to go back through my profile pictures. It was back when I had, like, short hair, I think I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, like, I... We... (laughs) It's funny, because it was, it was, like, in the height of community... Yeah. Like, it was as that was kind of at the biggest that it got before I think it had been canceled. Yeah, yeah, the right. first or whatever yeah. it was, like... Um, or not canceled. Like, before Dan Harmon left, I think. Yeah, or yeah, maybe, maybe it was between seasons three and four. So, maybe it was, like, 2012. 2011 or 2012. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I, it was in season... I'm pretty sure it was between season three and four. Because it was, um, yeah, it was long enough into community that he'd been around for a while. Yeah, and, and that everybody kind of knew who he was, because it was basically a sold-out performance. Yeah, it was. But yeah. it was in the Commodore, right? Yeah. The Commodore? Yeah. 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 And, uh, which is a, not a, I wouldn't call it a small venue, but it's definitely not like a, you know, like it's an intimate venue. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, he came out, he opened with his stand-up. Oh, yeah. And everybody that, yeah. was having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> And then he switched over to his rap, and people were like, you could feel the that, temperature like in the room change, because people were like, what 
is this because there were a lot of people who bought tickets because he was Donald Glover because he was Donald Glover yeah and I I I like to to think that I, I was one of the people in the room who actually understood what I was getting into <laughs> because like I was a huge fan of him like the instant community started and yeah, I was there I was there on that. day one for community right like um it, you don't I think I was gonna say before like there's not a lot of things in your life where you can like legitimately say the hipster phrase of like <laughs> I, I liked been, it yeah, before, before it was yeah. cool Childish Gambino now Donald Glover is like depending on how the rest of this year plays out I could see him being like on the cover of time like oh, like the, like yeah. person of the year right because he's Lando Calrissian he uh, he's just like dropped probably the most influential influential song of the year right and like the end the music video has a message and yeah. like there's so cool. there's so much going on there and he's such and Atlanta is incredible yeah it's doing awesome such things. an incredible uh, show and um, and I don't even know like if he has other things later this year right right yeah. like is maybe that's he's got like another movie me. coming yeah. out or something like that like that's yeah that's all that's basically all this week yeah the, yeah. the this is america he hosted saturday night live on saturday yeah. obviously this is america dropped on saturday yeah um just before the 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 east coast like the like the live yeah. airing um and then i i the solo premiere was Thursday and the season finale for season three of Atlanta was Thursday. Oh wow! So, so it's like sort of, yeah, at the same time. Yeah, huge week for him. So he's like all over the top. Oh, is it the Lion like King him. coming out soon too? Though Lion like, King comes yeah. out soon. That's right. Yeah. And is that? I think that's next year. I think so. Yeah, it's it's a while um, from now. So he is the second Donald after Donald Trump. Hopefully when you when you Google when search you Google Donald, search Donald. That's, that is one of the things that I'm like, that I'm really hope. Yeah, it's 2019 for Lion King. Yeah, because, yeah, he's Simba in yeah. Lion King, yeah. which it's like, what? It's going to be so cool. It's, yeah, and the, and the Met Gala was, was Sunday? Was that? I think was that so. Friday? I can't remember what day that was. It must have been. It's sometime it last been weekend. Yeah. yeah, and he was there along with so many other of these great uh, african-american and african actors and and musicians and everything like like there was such a cool presence i feel like because he's also like kind of tangentially related to um to black panther right because like because he knows so many of the the cast members and like they kind of run in the same circles and as i was saying when we were watching the music video mm-hmm. the the composer of the score for black panther is donald glover's music producer who like right. he like he's worked with him on a bunch of different projects and mm-hmm. i think he actually scores some of atlanta as well like so it's all the connections like there, yeah. this Everything that's happened with Donald Trump, everything that's happened with America in the last two years, mm-hmm. two and a half, three years, like really since the beginning of the, the last cycle, right, right? The, with the campaign and everything, this, this weird shift where it turns out that as a matter of fact, the world is riddled with horrible racist people and mm. nazis like real nazis and i'm not trying to say that it's the majority of people no, but no, i but think the that, fact that nazis i think exist that is a, like on the yeah. coasts 
We thought that, you know, because we are the media, right? Whether it's New York or Toronto or California Mm -hmm. or or Vancouver. It's like we thought, like, we're in these echo chambers of, like, because we're creating media that, that, oh, everything's fine. Yeah. You know, racism exists, but it's a problem that's being dealt with. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then all of these people just come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Right. And it's like when the pendulum swings like that, it always kind of like swings back the other way. And I and it feels like this year with Black Panther and now with Donald Glover, like that this might be. Yes. The idea the, of like it's it's the it's the, the it's the equal and opposite reaction. Right. This yeah. is like it's physics. Yeah. And I, I posted on, on Twitter on, I think, like, Sunday or Monday. I think it was Monday. Um, after I had watched the music video for, like, the, the fifth or sixth time. I was like, everything in the world sucks right now. Like, like there's terrible stuff happening all over the place. Yeah. But if there's one good thing to come out of a, a, an authoritarian uh, dystopia... It's that the art is incredible, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. that's the thing. And uh, and Donald Glover is, like, at the forefront of that, I think. it's 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 been crazy to watch. And like we were talking about, we were there in, like, the infancy of what he's, he's doing now. So like, yeah. he's coming back in September to Vancouver oh, for no a big way. concert at Rogers Arena. <gasps> no right? way. Right? At Rogers Arena, that's which is, like, the insane. biggest venue yeah. in Vancouver. Like it's not the biggest, but it's like the yeah, it's, it's like, like the, the, it's the, the big nicest, touring right? arena, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big deal to fill that. Arena. And I was looking at tickets, and it's like tickets are like eighty five dollars. The cheapest tickets are eighty five dollars, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to go because I saw him at the Commodore, mm-hmm. and like, I didn't want to get in like the pit with all the people or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, we could have gotten close enough to like spit on them. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. like it was good. It was like a good entertaining like It was yeah. a great night. Yeah. It was a it was a very big deal. I feel like it was for my birthday. I think I was there celebrating something cuz I like It wore was a party definitely dress. around your and birthday. And it's why my sister came down cuz yeah. I made her go to a concert for this guy that she'd never heard of. It was 2011 cuz Crystal was blonde. <gasps> yeah, she was. Crystal was blonde. Yeah, so it was 2011. And that would have been the year I was graduating as yeah. well from university yeah. like later in the in the summer or whatever. So 7 years ago. Holy. Yeah. Almost 7 years ago exactly, yeah, basically. Crazy. I yeah, and like it's I don't know it's it's a really cool feeling because I feel like because I've been a fan of his since the first season of Community, um, that like as he succeeds, like I feel <laughs> like you succeed. I feel like I'm part yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah. Because because I was there at the beginning so when and going like this guy is the best. Yeah. Like there are so many awesome. Go back and watch season one of Community. Oh. It is. I just love watching like it is the some bloopers of, of it's even some of the best community. TV so ever. Oh, like yeah. it's and it is like so many great people firing yeah. on all. Allison Brie has also done awesome stuff. I mean, Glow is awesome. Like, Glow yeah. season two starts oh, yeah. in June, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, even not the Brita actor, right? Like, yeah, she's, she's on. She has yeah. a Netflix show as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I forget her name. I Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I yeah. I mean, like all of them. Like, as the show ended, everybody kind of dispersed. I mean, the only person who's not really working is Chevy Chase, <laughs> right? But yeah. uh, I... We're okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's a it's so cool. It's such a cool feeling, it's very cool. and it's cool that he went from Troy and Abed, yeah, to being like the. Oh, I forgot Joe McHale. I don't like Joe McHale. Oh, I love Joe McHale. Um, he's like he's like the figurehead right now. I think of of a movement, right? Donald like, Glover's. Yeah, Donald Glover. Yeah. Like. And I think that it's the, it's, this is the, is a flashpoint, right? Like there, like there are all of these things that are like, that are moments yeah, where something like happens, like happen. Ferguson was a flashpoint and we've kind of been building towards something I feel like. And, and his music video, the music video for This Is America, mm-hmm. I feel like is the first time that somebody is talking about this and it's not it's not a protest it's not a a, an open letter or like it's not like it's it's not a political statement it's It's a piece of art but this piece of art is so powerful and i think so many people are connecting with it that it's actually starting to break through yeah like it's kind of like there's all of these other things that were kind of like pushing the door open, but I feel like this is the foot that gets in so that the door can't be closed again. Um, I don't know. I hope. I, and I think that's, I think that's the part of me that's like hopeful that we're turning a corner and that we're moving towards something progressive and not regressive because Mm -hmm. that's kind of the word that a lot of people have been using in the last year is that like these politics are really regressive and stuff. So I don't know. It it just like all week. And obviously like I am hyped and amped up beyond measure for solo. (laughs) Like I can't wait for this movie (laughs) and Donald Glover is a big part of it. But just like the, the fact that it's written by uh, Lawrence and John Kasdan and Ron Howard came in and saved it thankfully. And like all of these, Woody Harrelson is in, he's, in he's the so clips great. that I've seen. Yeah. He is incredible in this movie, and he's another one of those people that's like. He just picks stuff that is. It's like, so it's yeah. it's really funny because uh, this guy that I work with, who's a few years younger than me, he's I was showing him a clip or a trailer or something like that for Solo, and he goes, "Oh, the guy from Hunger Games is in it," and I'm like, <laughs> "The guy from Hunger Games? No, Woody from Cheers, <laughs> like." Like, dumb Woody from Cheers, <laughs> yeah. and then Larry Flint from The People vs. Larry Flint and Natural Born Killers. and Like, Woody Harrelson, like, he's so many different things, but, like, my first impression of that actor yeah. is Woody from Cheers. Yeah, but he's... Who, see, the thing is, even Cheers is a little bit older than us, but we still know him as Woody from Cheers. I know it from, like, syndication. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, syndication, it it yeah. didn't end until, I, like, we were... We were around for the end of Cheers. I remember when the last episode of Cheers. Really? Wow. Yeah, because my parents really liked Cheers. I really right. liked Cheers. My I parents really liked Frasier. And yeah. that is a show that I discovered as an adult is quite good. As yeah. a child, it makes no oh, sense. Oh, I've, <laughs> never, I've never been able to break, oh, break into that. No, but... if you rewatch Frasier as, yeah. a ch- as an adult, it, it is so funny. If you like dry humor, yeah. it's just like great. Um, but anyways... Yeah, no, but, like, he is, it's so crazy to me that he he's he's kind of found this next stage of his career. Because it was like, he was Woody, right? And yeah. he was Woody, so he was, you know, he's the dumb guy sort of thing. And sort of, like, typecast 
Kind of like a Dumb and Dumber character, Yeah, right? that's the thing why I had a hard time with him in Hunger Games, because he plays such a, well, like and then a grounded character. After Cheers a... ended, yeah. he started doing, and maybe even while Cheers was still on, but he did, like, Natural Born Killers, and they did The People vs. Larry Flint, and he kind of did, like, these edgy things, right? And then um, he's obviously in True Detective, and he's phenomenal in True Detective, um, but, but then, like, he's also done, like, the Hunger Games movies, and he's moved into, in True Detective, Hunger Games, and now in Solo, he's this character with, like, real-world, streetwise yeah, like, nuggets of wisdom to yeah, drop, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just so funny that he's come from Woody to that. Yeah. This movie, it's just got so many of these elements to it, uh, like, all these, these different things coming together. I just... I don't know. I think it's going to be everything that I want it to be. And a year ago, I didn't want a solo movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. a Hans, young Han Solo movie. They tried Young Indiana Jones. It didn't work. If you don't have Harrison Ford, what's the point? Right, yeah. That's and what, and yeah. people are like, the first 30 minutes with Alden Ehrenreich is a little bit like, you're, you're, your brain has to like cognitively readjust to him, to being, like him being Han Solo. Oh. But once you can get through that... Mm-hmm. He's Han Solo. Oh, And nice. so, like, okay. that to me is all I need to hear. Yeah, it's just sort to, of To, like, just, sort of, yeah. yeah, deal with any of, yeah. like, the the last little bits. Um, but, man. Yeah, the internet's not being very nice to him as Han Solo. I feel like people just don't want to do No, and, well, and there were the rumors of, of him needing an acting coach on set and that his performance was more Jim Carrey than it was Harrison Ford and there was mm-hmm. all this stuff. But... I think like the the other thing is that one of the rumors when when uh, Lord and Miller were taken off of the movie was that Alden Ehrenreich was the one who called Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, like he was the whistleblower going like, I can't do this anymore. Like oh, yeah. I don't know what they want from me. I am not one of these. I'm not this kind of actor. I thought I was hired to play Han Solo. Oh, right? right, yeah, yeah. And, like, because he's... I think that he's a very, like, process actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and they were doing an improv movie. And the other oh, part of it yeah, was that... yeah. Uh, Lawrence Kasdan... Lawrence Kasdan is kind of notorious for, like... Like, I wrote the words. Like, that's right, the Right, that's movie, the words, yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's a certain amount of, of riffing. Like, there's a really famous thing in, in, in Empire Strikes Back... Um, where, uh, you know the line, I love you, I know? Yeah. That's not, that wasn't written on the page. In the, in the script, it was, I love you, and then Han, like, had, like, a speech, right? Oh. There was, like, this speech before he goes down Oh, and down then he forgot it, right? No, the, it was, like, they did it, and they did it, and they did it, and it just wasn't it working. working. Oh, okay. And yeah. they broke for a while, and, and, um... Irvin Kirshner and Harrison Ford went away mm-hmm. and they went, they were like, I don't, I don't know. Like, like this isn't working. It's yeah. not working. This isn't Han Solo. Yeah. He would never like, profess his love like right. this. Like it's, it was like a very romantic, like, like oh, okay, it was cool. the, the climax of that romance. Right. And, and this great moment before Han Solo goes down to the carbonite, right? That's how it was written. Yeah. And, and they went away and, and then, um, as I remember, like, I, I don't know, it's all in, there's a making of Star Wars book, uh-huh. or making of Empire Strikes Back, written by J.W. Rinsler, that, that like, kind of chronicles this whole thing. And as I remember it, like, they basically, they, they were beating their heads against the wall, and then Harrison Ford was like, you know what? S- stop. 
let's do it. Like, let's get back on set. And I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like, and I think it was just him going, like, I'm just going to get deep into character. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to let like... this moment happen. Yeah. As it happens. And they basically, like, went back. She says, I love you. And he just goes, I know. <laughs> and that was it. And mm-hmm. they were like, that's it. That's, yeah. the, that's exactly what Han Solo would say. So, yeah. so as much as, like, Lawrence Kasdan wrote that movie, and I'm sure that he was like, oh, this is, this is right. Mm-hmm. Um that, like there, there's room yeah. for it. There's yeah. room for that. So Lawrence Kasdan's not like a he's not like a dictator about yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. But you know, people but, are they write the script. And yeah, you script, write right? you write the the words on the page. And what was happening was they were improvising so much that it like if you don't, it's Star Wars. If you don't say these five things, they don't make then, sense in the next. Yeah, yeah, in the next scene, the the thing that happens as a result of one of those things. If you yeah. miss that, then that's not going to make sense. Yeah, it's like yeah. that stuff has to be very. You have to set those dominoes up to knock them down. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of dialogue that Han Solo has to say. Go back and watch those movies. There's a lot yeah. of like, if we don't chart the course right, we'll bounce through a supernova. Blah blah. blah right. Yeah, like, yeah. and I can't even. I've seen those movies a million times, and I can't recite those lines. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so yeah. hard yeah um and there's stuff like that in this movie you can see it like there's a yeah. there's a clip where han says that you know we have to divert all power to the rear deflector shields yeah, and it's like it, there's moments like that so you can't you can't riff as much as they wanted to yeah and that's one of the reasons why they were like yeah creative differences right yeah it's like because um, yeah because they I, well, I, I read an article that um they saw a cut of the movie back in December, and uh, and when they saw the that cut, they went like they saw it for legal reasons. Oh my! Because I of like, I, do we get director credits on this movie? Oh, right, because yeah. obviously Lucasfilm was like, no, you're not getting director credits. So they were yeah. like, well, we need to see the movie. Yeah. And they came to the conclusion, along with their lawyers, I guess Lord Miller, mm-hmm. that. Um, there like the creative differences were big enough yeah. that they just took executive producer credits. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. which is interesting, yeah. very interesting. Like that yeah. that whole, I think when eventually we get a making of Solo <laughs> book ten twenty years from now, it's going to be very interesting to learn about exactly what happened. Yeah. On that yeah. set, um, because I don't think that it's as big of a deal as everybody wants it to be. Yeah. I think it's just... literally just like they hired the wrong directors to make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um one of it's the things simple, one, yeah. Yeah. One of the quotes was that it was more Guardians of the Galaxy than the vibe yeah. of the original Star Wars and Ron Howard came in and kind of corrected that back in the right direction. Yeah. And and to me it's like that, yes, I don't I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and Two and every moment. But it was of earned. It, it took a decade to get there, right? And yeah. then you did it. Well, and every moment of them in yeah. Infinity War and everything, like that's yeah. all fine. Guardians of the Galaxy is great. I don't want Star Wars to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's right. Not as much as yeah. each of these standalone movies can kind of have its own vibe. Do like, something that doesn't have those core characters in it, right? Like do yeah. a different movie. But that's the brilliant thing about this is that the. Stuff like that happens all the time, but the problem yeah. is films usually don't have enough money to course correct. So yeah. you wind up with films that don't end up 
doing well yeah. because they can't like course suicide correct, squad, right let's yeah say. like but they well no they had money they had to course money, correct but they didn't buy they did and they did weird things with that one it's because it's because <laughs> the course correcting is probably but, what wrecked that but that's actually. yeah the problem is there's things with people if people up at the top yeah. don't understand what's happening nothing can save it yeah. but when people at the top understand what's happening and people in the middle or that were hired to do a job are doing it in a way that's going to screw it up somehow they either have to lean into that or they have to fix it or they have to go away and so the fact that they sort of came in and they were like nope this is not the right one we're going to completely do this over we're going to like deal with the consequences of this and we're going to pay for the changes because that's the thing is that's usually you can't like pay for the changes of something like it's a huge cost to like to like halt production and like all like it's just astronomical i mean the fact that ron howard said this uh last night on the the live stream for the red carpet um he he they were talking to him like you know like what was the biggest challenge Mm -hmm. um with this movie with a movie like solo right just like one of those Mm -hmm. softball yeah questions and he was like well you know we're standing here right now and this movie is about is going to hit its release date and we worked really really hard to make sure that that happened. And he was like, and then he went into like a bit of a soundbite of like, because this is a, a summer movie. It's a good summer movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we hit the release date because, but you could like, you could tell that he started on a thought and then mm-hmm. went, I can't talk about this yeah. and pivoted into the soundbite. Yeah. But, but it was really interesting because it's, it is that thing of like, they had the money to come in yeah. and Ron Howard is a talented enough director and Kathleen Kennedy has like, enough clout and enough pull to say, Ron, I need you to come in and fix my movie. Yeah. Because he probably had something in the production pipeline that he went, you got to push that out a year. Yeah, yeah. And like, and we might find out that whatever his next movie is, his lead is a different person than it was originally. It's yeah, one of those stories that yeah, we'll yeah, find yeah, out yeah. because they had to push it a year because he had to save Solo, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like it, like, Hollywood can be really interesting in that it's way. It's like it's there's like it's like the alternate timelines. Right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like what, what would have happened. happened. Yeah. Um, so good. Yeah, isn't that wasn't it? Nicholas Cage was gonna be Superman. Superman? Yeah, yeah, and they got oh, really, yeah. really far down that yeah. production pipeline before somebody okay. pulled the plug on it. Yeah. And honestly, I when I first learned that, I was like, because Kevin Smith would talk about it on his evening with Kevin Smith oh. things, and he talked because he wrote the draft of the of a draft of what that movie would have been Mm. um and i i at first you're like oh god nicholas cage is superman and then i think it was about a year ago maybe two years ago a documentary came out called the death of superman lives i haven't seen it yet because it's really it's there's no way to get it in canada i don't think like i don't think it has distribution here um Unless, except for, like, buying, buying it from the yeah, States yeah. and yeah. buying a Blu-ray or whatever. But it, the Blu-rays are super expensive because it's a very indie production. So they're, right, like, yeah. $50 Blu-rays. Oh, American. Yeah. Um, so I've never watched it. But, like, a lot of stuff came out of that. Like, the like all the news sites kind of picked it yeah. up and showed stuff. And then when you see it, when you see Nicolas Cage, like, and, and, and what Tim Burton was going to do, it's you go, like... I really wish that I actually could have seen that movie. I don't know that I would have loved it, but it would have been so different from anything else Superman that I feel like it might have actually, like, altered the course of that character in pop culture. Oh, for sure. Like, to the point that, like, 
I don't think Smallville ever happens. Oh. Right? Like, crazy. Yeah, totally. Because if the Superman yeah. lives, comes out, and hits on something like Batman 89 did, oh, then yeah. all of a sudden that becomes Superman for the 90s. Right. Right? And then, like, like what does that do to the history of that character? We don't huh. get Smallville. If we don't get Smallville... We don't get. Do we get Arrow? No, we don't get Arrow. Uh-huh. Like it wouldn't open the like. It, Super it's really really interesting. Like it's like there is an alternate timeline where, these, where like, Superman lives happen. happened, yeah. and and it completely changed everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, Fascinating. Wow. How do we get from Donald Glover? This is America we get to, to Superman, Superman because we get to always either to Star Wars or Superman. It it's just, true. Just how it it's works. true. This is this might Superman. be one of our best episodes yet because it was. <laughs> Star Wars to Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. AJ, I really hope... <laughs> Superman, right? Yeah. I, I I really hope that that we are turning a corner culturally. And that... Because um, the next cycle we'll is about to Superman. begin. Right? And <laughs> they reboot Superman? No. Yeah. I The next election cycle is about to begin. Oh, gotcha. It'll start yeah, so in like October, November, yeah. right? Because we'll be two years out from the next election. So the campaigning will start. I really hope, I my my biggest hope because I was saying this to somebody at work today, um, I'm getting really sick of all of the Trump news. I'm getting really mm-hmm. sick of all that. Obviously, I'm very tired of hearing about Michael Cohen. <laughs> um, he's giving us a really bad name. Look it up sometime. Just just crack open a phone book if they still exist. I think they do, and look for. Cohen, comma, Michael, in your area, I guarantee you there's at least five. <laughs> I don't care where you're from. There's at least five. It's a very common name. And most of us are half-decent people. Um, and this guy is really making life hard for Cohen's everybody with this name. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really, I'm hoping that we're close to the end of this. And I keep going like, man, what's going to be the thing that finally topples this house of cards? Right? And it seems like nothing will. Like, it just yeah, seems like it doesn't matter. He had sex with a porn star. And then he paid that porn star to keep quiet. And then it turns out that that was actually basically like election fraud to, to do it. Like, it's, it's... It has to be something illegal. My mom just pointed this out. I didn't know that Bill Clinton got impeached. Yeah. I didn't quite realize that because he got to finish his, like, term or whatever. Yeah. But the thing that he got impeached for is not sleeping with Monica Lewinsky. No. It's lying about it under oath. Yeah. And so, but that's the thing is that the problem is, is that Donald Trump has never lied under oath. You can lie as much as you want in your well, everyday so, life and on Twitter, but well, until you yeah. do it in a way that is like, like a legal perjury. Yeah. yeah. Right? What, what I was saying, we were kind of talking about this and I was, and I said, like, my only hope is that Mueller is holding on to the silver bullet and like he's got it it's in the chamber and he's just waiting until it can dismantle trump's hopes of re-election oh because if he because if he doesn't use it at the right time then people will forget about it yeah it's like it's a thing that like if he can't take down trump like basically if he can't put him behind bars which is very hard to yeah arrest and and imprison the president of the united states (laughs) right um that's a bad precedent for democracy. It's like. a very bad precedent for democracy. It'll do very bad things for the stock market. Yeah. Um, 
It's a, there are global repercussions to those. I don't know actions. if people watch Scandal, but there's this whole big thing about how the like the Republic is more important than any yeah. one person and yeah and blah, blah, blah. and I think that that he's basically waiting for the moment that it'll be like this just dismantles his campaign. Right. He will never be president of the United States for a second term because of X. Right. Like, I just I don't know. I hold out hope for that. And that's why this circus just continues to happen and things just keep happening. And all he's doing, he's just building a case and building a case and building a case. And when the time is right, he's just going to be like, you're done. Right. Um, I don't know. And the other thing is holding on to it for long enough that Pence doesn't have enough time to do anything effective. Oh, to be like right? the runner's because, Yeah, because right? that's the other thing is like well, that's, see, Pence is, is worse than Trump. But I wish that there was something... I wish that I believed that. And the more that I'm like yeah. trying to get in the head of like this... Like the whole idea of like, you know, all those SNL clips that came out after Trump was elected where it's like all these white people sitting around being like, I don't understand how Hillary lost. Yeah. Right? I think that some of that is still happening where it's all these white people sitting in rooms being like, something's changing, something's changing, and nothing actually will, and he will. Because you can't not have Donald Trump run as a second term unless the Republicans put somebody else up. And the Republicans are going to stand behind Donald Trump because, like, I don't think he's screwed up enough for them to throw him under a bus. Like, they can't, like, there's, it's this thing is like, you there is no election unless the Republicans run somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, I don't know. I just, I think he's going to, I don't know. I Because he's not screwing up enough for it to, like, be undermining America. Well, the, it, the, the, it's not even, he's not screwing up the, he's not screwing the right people for it to be a problem for the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah, that's... Those people are actually the ones who are benefiting. I mean, like, the the tax cuts and everything, the stuff that is getting pushed through, it is benefiting the right people that are going to... It's in their best interest to continue along this course. And you're right, like, that is the thing that's going to be really tough. But I think it just has to be something so damning that even... That even the Republican Party can't stand behind it. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's just like this is... It's just... I wish the world were a better place. And I really do hope Donald Glover is onto something in terms of, like, shifting. But here's here's my takeaway from that This Is America video. Yeah. Is that it's not a video of hope. Yeah. It's a video of reflection. And those things are sort of different and set a precedent for... I think that over the next five years... America and the rest of the world and Canada needs to learn from this as well, will start to be more reflective on their ingrained racism and structural inequality and institutional inequality and all this stuff. But I don't think it'll change yet. And that's the thing is like the first step is sort of opening everybody's eyes to this until everybody actually does go, yes, this is a thing that's happening. Because then only then can you go, and this is how we change it. Yeah. Because if you start to just go, this is a problem, here's how we change it. People are like, but yeah. I don't see a problem. And that keeps happening. And I'm guilty of that too. Not with like big things, but you know, my friend will say something. I'll be like, that's not true. My Netflix works fine. And then she's like, 
No, Amanda. I mean, when you go on and you don't have network connectivity, you can't switch between profiles. I was like, but that's not a problem for me. I always get my own profile. You're lying. And and it's like, it's not true. It's just that it's never happened for me. So therefore... I believe Netflix works fun. Like like little things like yeah, that, right? If, unless you, from your point of view, unless you start to show people yeah. what it's actually like and it sinks in and people start to see I, it, nothing will change. I think that, that uh, George Lucas, uh, actually I guess Lawrence Kasdan uh, I would have written this. He wrote Return, yeah, he wrote Return of the Jedi. So uh, one of the most important lines, I think, in... in just fiction in general mm-hmm. is Obi-Wan Kenobi saying like oh, many yeah. of the truths we, we cling to depend, depend greatly on our, our own point of view. view. Like it's just, yep. it is so important. I think for everybody to just take that quote mm-hmm. and memorize it mm-hmm. and like just internalize it and digest it because that's really at the end of the day I think all of these issues that we're having right now in this moment like this particular flashpoint in history and the thing that we're going to look back on is that people are inherently selfish and we need to as a society work harder Mm -hmm. on stepping outside of our own perspectives Mm -hmm. and seeing other people's perspectives Mm -hmm. and and that is like it's a daily practice Mm -hmm. really like understanding how another person thinks and feels that empathy is the most important skill I think that a person can have, yeah. right? And I mean, like, you can choose what to do with that empathy, but I think that it's important to have that empathy. Oh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. sometimes you might be able to get into the 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 thoughts and feelings of, of, of another person's motivations, and you might then reflect on that and go, this is a really good reason to not allow this person to succeed, <laughs> right? Like you might, you if if you have that skill, it'll give you the discernment to know like when to be compassionate and when to stick to your guns, right? And I think that right now a lot of people make that choice based on one of two things. They make it based on a very intellectual, logical hmm. compass or a very emotional um uh, guttural uh, uh, morality based compass and a lot of those people are getting that morality based compass from a very filtered distorted and from my perspective incorrect interpretation of the bible right mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. and like like those two the, honestly like that's a very specific indictment of a very specific subset of culture. But what I said, like the, 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 the former, that logical thing, like that is the far left. Um, I, I sort of like the, the militant liberal. Um, we're just going to, we're going to talk about this topic at this extremely high level and never actually consider the human impact, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, and I don't want to say like centrist is the way to be because I think that centrist is apathy, right? right. Like, it, yeah. it, like that's where that comes from. You don't want to be a true neutral. You want to be a, you want to be lawful good. Like yeah. if you look at it on the D and D chart, mm-hmm. it, 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 being lawful good is, is, is so boring. It's boring. But, but, but I mean like ultimately, I don't know. It feels like it's, it's probably. Too good? 
Sorry? Isn't there true good? No, lawful there's good? it's 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 lawful, chaotic, and good, then, evil, oh, neutral. Yeah. And then neutral in yeah, the center. Yeah. So no, you do you like and neutral good is good to a certain degree, but I mean like it depends on what your laws are. That's kind yeah. of the problem. That's the thing good. is it depends on what your yeah. laws are. That's and I guess lawful is like but but that 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 logical extremism of like that that extreme scientific rationality to every mm-hmm. argument well you know like using that word mm-hmm. and any pick any hot button word using that word is a bad thing so even if you say it like i there i won't say any of the words that i'm talking about right now because if i do there are people that even in a rational discussion like we're having right now will just like roast you for like you're done right like and and it's that throwing the baby out with the bathwater thing it's like it that's happening on both sides right now oh like, yeah i mean extremes to, and extremes in yeah. any sort of thing people I need do, to moderate that a little bit yeah. don't come to the center stick yeah. to your guns right be captain america like say no you move right <laughs> yeah. but don't don't forget that the person across the aisle is a human being as well. Yeah. And that goes for both sides, yeah. right? Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. I like the idea of like neutral good because then you're allowed, because the idea that you can break laws if they are not like good laws. Yeah. Like I the guess, idea if they don't have the best interest I guess neutral good is in, probably one of the best like, places to be. If, again, we're coming back to Star Wars. So that's, Han Solo is neutral good. Um, ultimately. But uh, he wishes he was chaotic good. I was going to say, right? yeah. <laughs> but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he is ultimately neutral good. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever he tries to be chaotic good, he's in conflict with himself. Mm-hmm. And when he tries to be lawful good, he's in conflict with himself. That man, that, the book Last Shot, I, told, I think I you talked did, about yeah, it before. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. good because that's what it's about. It's about... You know, Solo is about him trying to be chaotic good and and struggling with that. And then um, throughout the Star Wars trilogy, he's neutral good. He's Mm kind of like, well, I'm not really the rebellion, but I also don't like the, like, screw the Empire. Yeah. Right. Um, But then by the end of it, by Return of the Jedi, he's like, yeah, I'm lawful good. (laughs) And then he goes off and has a kid and he's like, oh man, being lawful good sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And he goes off with Lando on an adventure and is kind of like, well, I think I kind of like this, but I also like my family, but also, and then Ben turns evil and he goes, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go be neutral good out of the galaxy. I can't hack it as a, as a good, good guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, that character is it's, I, I, the reason why everybody loves Han Solo more than they like Luke Skywalker is because Luke, Luke Skywalker is, is an altruistic hero, or at least that's how he's perceived. <laughs> more on that in another episode. <laughs> uh, but Han Luke's altruistic? That's how people perceive him? Yeah, like he's like he's he's like he's goody goody. Like mm. he is um, He's a selfish little whiny. That's yeah. the truth of it. That's the truth of it. Like I said, whole other episode. Yeah. We can go for another hour. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I'm sure. We'll put a pin in it. Um, but Han is the everyman, and I think that the majority of us do actually want to live in that area, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's that. He's and he's also just got that roguish charm. Swagger. Yeah. I uh, cool. <laughs> 